At the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, we try to approach the issues of life, marriage, religious liberty, and fiscal integrity from a biblical perspective that promotes thoughtfulness and kindness. We work with political leaders and concerned citizens from all across the state. To stay informed, visit CommonwealthMatters.org and sign up for our e-newsletter. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit organization that only exists because of friends like you. Thanks for tuning in to the Commonwealth Matters. Welcome to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host, Richard Nelson, here with good friend Ron Hicks, and we are talking about Labor Day. Ron, do you know uh, Monday is Labor Day? Actually, I didn't. You were telling me that. I, it's um, My days and nights just run together, but but after you reminded me, I realized, yes, of course, in September is Labor Day. Of course, yeah. we all look forward to Labor Day, where we have an extra long we weekend. We get to Labor. We get, oh, no, 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 we get okay. to rest from our labor, All of right. course, yeah, right? Sure, sure. Spend time with family, mm-hmm, friends, mm-hmm. maybe have a, a cookout if the mm-hmm, weather's nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this holiday came about from the labor movement uh, where people that were grinding it out in the factories and the coal mines, maybe on the farm, mm-hmm. would take a day off and mm-hmm. they would just, they'd rest. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I want us to look at this from the perspective of work as a gift. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to do that is because often we see work as a curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see yeah. it as drudgery, as mm-hmm. something, a necessary evil. But I would submit that we are made to work. And the reason why we're made to work is because we're made in the image of God. And part of God's image, part of who he is, is that he's a worker. Mm-hmm. He's creative. Mm-hmm. He's uh, an architect. He, I mean, look, he, he created the world, right? right? Mm-hmm. And worked on it for six days. Seventh day, he rested. Well, part of being made in the image means that we do what God does. Mm-hmm. Part of it, not all of it. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, we're not God, mm-hmm. even though some of mm-hmm. us might think that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not. But part of, part of his image and being an image bearer means that we work. Well, and I believe you mentioned a very uh, interesting uh, caveat about the idea of God working on creation. God is God and could have spoken as he spoke and created the the universe. He could have spoken and created everything exactly as it should be instantaneously, but he didn't. And, you know, why did he take six days? And the scriptures are really Mm -hmm. silent about this, but my thinking is to let us know not only is salvation, salvation is instant, like when he spoke and the universe was created, sanctification is a process. Mm. Um, uh, we're we're going to work and it's going to be a process. Relationships are processes and all the rest mm-hmm. of that. To, so to give us an example that life is a process of small steps, I think he created the universe in processes, not that they needed to, mm-hmm. not that he was having, you know, had a shelf full of mountains and, and, you know, well, tomorrow I'll put those up there because I've run out of time. I think he just showed us even in creation, um, everything is a process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in, in part of this, of course, God can speak the world into existence. Um, he, he speaks yeah. material mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. existence. Mm-hmm. But then if you read on uh, the, one of his last acts of creation was man and mm-hmm. he, and it says, and he formed him out of the dust of the ground. Mm-hmm. So that's not something he just spoke, but he actually right. sounds like mm-hmm. he used his hands yeah, and absolutely. kind of like a sculptor, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with clay and forming. And then breathed something. into us the breath of life. And, 
and the that that is a very intimate sort of a thing. To imagine how close you need to be to another person to literally feel their breath up, up, up upon your face, and God breathe into humanity the breath of life. And and yeah. so not only did He use His hands in an intimate act, but literally the the breathing into us was an intimate act as well. So, so Ron, after Adam and Eve were created, mm-hmm. He puts them in the garden. Mm-hmm. They're in Eden, and mm-hmm. He gives them a job to do. Uh-huh. And this is before the fall. But He says, "I want you to." First of all, he tells Adam to name the beast, mm-hmm. to give them all names. That's mm-hmm. a job, right? Mm-hmm. Be kind of a fun job. You know, when you name something, you have some power over it. And I, I jokingly say this, uh, and, and during that process, that's when God said, uh, you know, Adam and Eve realized that even the animals had, had mates, and, and God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I could just imagine, because we're guys, right? Here comes a zebra, and Adam's like, I'm going to call that a zebra. Here comes an elephant, and he said, I like the name zebra so well, I'm going to call that a zebra, too. And God's like, this guy needs help. <laughs> oh, so that's why he made that's Eve. That's why he made that Eve. Why? <laughs> and Eve was behind him saying, you know, Adam, you can call that a zebra, too. But I don't, elephant sounds pretty good. And he goes, elephant, that's what I'm going to call it, elephant. And so I joke, but, but in that process of doing his work, that's where he found his spouse. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? That yeah. in, in doing what God has told us to do, we find everything God wants, uh, uh, wants for us in the midst of doing his will. Yeah. So he puts Adam and Eve in the garden. Mm-hmm. Adam is naming the beast. Right. But they're also told to do something else. God says to take dominion over the earth, mm-hmm. rule over the fish of the sea, the birds yeah. of the air, the yeah. animals yes. uh, uh, and the earth. And then he says to tend the garden and to keep it, mm-hmm. to keep the garden. Right. And this is known as the dominion mandate mm-hmm. in Scripture. And this mm-hmm. is something that we often forget that mm-hmm. this is part, this is in our DNA to take dominion mm-hmm. over the earth. To, and this, by the way, so this doesn't mean abuse. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean exploitation. It doesn't mean that you try to extract as much as you can for your own mm-hmm. selfish gain. Mm-hmm. This is part of the responsibility of mankind to develop what God has put here, these natural resources. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if you're a gardener, Ron, it takes tilling the ground. You yep. gotta till the ground up, you get the weeds out, you plant the seed, and then, and then you... You don't just leave it because the soil, the weeds will completely overtake it. So it's a continuous process. Yeah. And the better you are at it, the longer that garden will last. Absolutely, yeah. And, great, then, great. and, and then they're pruning. If there's trees, mm-hmm. you're pruning the trees. You're Taking suckers oh, off tomato oh, plants and yeah. I, all, all those things. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. you're, you're taking care of things. And right. this is what we are hardwired to do. We're hardwired to take dominion over the earth. We're hardwired to work. And uh, it's, you know, work is something that uh, after Adam and Eve fell, right, they ate of the forbidden fruit. This is how the story goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then things went haywire. Yeah, then work was changed to toil. That's (laughs) right. That's right. right. The Mm -hmm. ground was cursed, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. and God said, because you ate from the forbidden tree, I'm going to curse the ground and you're going to toil from it. It's going to, by the sweat of your brow, you're going to labor to make your bread. Mm -hmm. And I would have loved to have seen how it was before that happened. I mean, it sounds like it was a joy. Every moment was a joy. Look, they didn't have, he he wasn't toiling in the ground. They didn't have thorns and thistles. There was no death. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was, it was, uh, it was paradise Mm -hmm. on earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was the model. But work still is part of how we're hardwired. This is still, we're made to do work, Mm -hmm. but we do work 
differently mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and as Christians, we do work even more differently, if you will. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I've mentioned on one of our programs before that that um, there's a great quote from Martin Luther King Jr. and and I actually looked it up. Do I need to say that? Martin Luther no. King Jr. or Martin Luther? Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. Martin Luther King yeah, Jr. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he um, he said. Um, he said this. Um, let me let me let me bring it up. Um, <clears throat> he said, "If a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted, or Beethoven composed mu- composed music, or uh, Shakespeare um, uh, wrote plays." Mm-hmm. Then he goes on to say that <clears throat> he should sweep streets, and I'm paraphrasing now. He should sweep streets w- with so much enthusiasm that all of the heavenly hosts rejoice and wow. say that is the greatest street sweeper wow. that's ever lived. And so, and so, you know, God told, um, um, called some to be musicians and, and uh, accomplished musicians, and he and he called people to do certain things, and he's called you to do what you're doing in the political realm. He's called yeah. me, called me by name to be a pastor, yeah. and um, and if we do everything as we're doing it under the Lord, as the scriptures say, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the idea of I'm going to work so hard that all of heaven and rejoices at, at my diligence and working. Uh, I think it's I think it's a wonderful idea. I think I think so too. That's a great quote you shared from Martin Luther King Jr. By the way, that uh, work has inherent value. Mm-hmm. It's dignifying, and when we do our work, we want to honor God with it. Whether you're the street sweeper or whether mm-hmm. you're doing art like Michelangelo, mm-hmm. you want to work with excellence. Absolutely. And uh, there's a proverb that says uh, it's in Proverbs 22 that says, uh, "Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before kings." He will not stand before obscure men. Mm -hmm. So, Ron, if you're skilled as a pastor, if you're known to give a good message, you're probably going to be invited to speak to other groups. And Mm -hmm. I know you, Mm -hmm. and you actually Mm -hmm. are quite Mm -hmm. a bit. Mm -hmm. You speak to other groups in the community. You lead other events in the community. And uh, that's because you're known by your work. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd like like us to talk about uh, the biblical view of work and mm-hmm. to unpack this to a, sure, to a greater degree. Sure. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Commonwealth Matters, Richard Nelson here with Ron Hicks, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, Richard Nelson here with the Commonwealth Policy Center. It's clear that the news media isn't always fair. In fact, there's lots of far left bias and political gamesmanship. No surprise there. So if you're looking for a perspective that's grounded in the truth of scripture and our nation's founding principles, then get plugged into CPC's resources. Sign up for our e-newsletter at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at Commonwealth Policy Center. And we're on Twitter at CPC for Kentucky. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host, Richard Nelson, here with Ron Hicks, and we are talking about work from a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. And Ron, in that first segment, we were talking about work often being viewed as a curse, something, a necessary evil. If you want to eat, you got to work. You got to bring home the bacon, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to pay the bills and to provide for your family. (laughs) You like bacon? (laughs) I love bacon. (laughs) But yeah, you you get the idea. I do. I do. Uh, and, And really, it's not biblical to think of it as something cursed, but the biblical idea is that we are hardwired for work, and this is what gives us dignity. This mm-hmm. is one way we reflect the image of God uh, in ourselves by being creative, by being industrious, by working. 
by and through the fruits of our labor by providing for others. Absolutely. Not just yourself, mm-hmm. but a family, mm-hmm. uh, blessing mm-hmm. your neighbor, mm-hmm. helping to build up your community. So work is a, is a godly thing. But I would go a step further when I say work is a godly thing. It's a God-ordained thing. Right. Now, it can be godly or ungodly sure, if you have the wrong intents, mm-hmm. if you have the wrong motive. If it's, for example, just all about you mm-hmm. and accumulating as much as you can mm-hmm. for yourself, mm-hmm. if it doesn't have the proper ends in mind, which, as we talked about in the first segment, to glorify God mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our work, that is the proper end. If we're here to glorify ourselves in our work, we've missed the mark. And not only that, I think if we choose not to work, if we if we just simply say, I'm not going to work, I'm going to let other people take care of me and all the rest of that, I think... I think because we were created for work, I think that's going to damage. Or I don't. It it's not a matter. It's not keep. You know, it won't. It won't we won't lose our salvation if we don't work. Don't misunderstand me. But I think I think we're we're in open disobedience to what God has created us to do. It's like taking a hammer and trying to use it for a screwdriver. Eventually, you can open what you're trying to open, but you're going to ruin both. <laughs> right. Look, Ron. Laziness, slothfulness yeah. uh, is not. You know. Leeching, that's a term mm-hmm, we used to mm-hmm, use off of mm-hmm, others, yeah. has never been viewed as mm-hmm, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, look, there's a time when people need help. They they might be disabled. They oh, might absolutely. not be able to work. Sure. They might be looking for work and and uh, there's no, no jobs out there. I get that. Mm-hmm. But intrinsically, we are made to work. Mm-hmm. And, and if we're not working, uh, there, it does something to our souls. It does something to us if we're not doing what God's called us to do. By the way, I believe, uh, and I think it's biblical, that we have a calling, that God calls us to certain things. You've called to be, you've been called to be a pastor. I've been called to be a guy that leads a public policy group. Uh, there are people who are called to work in the coal mines or to be farmers, uh, to School be teachers. teachers. Oh, yeah. absolutely. We all have different callings, and these things are, uh, you don't know your calling, until you hear the caller. Mm-hmm, that means it mm-hmm. presupposes the, mm-hmm. the idea that there's a caller. Absolutely. So uh, I would encourage the, uh, the listeners to listen to God. You know, if you're, look, if you're in a job that you're not happy with, if you're doing something that you uh, just hate going to work every day, that's an indication yeah. you're doing something that you weren't made to do. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes people tolerate that. Mm-hmm. Um, because they say the money's good. Yeah. So the, what they're actually saying is I'm buying all the misery I can afford mm. by going to a job that they absolutely hate. They're yeah. buying all the misery they can afford. How foolish is that? You know, I've heard it put this way from a, uh, a, a life coach. Uh, if, if money was not an object, what well, would yeah. you do with your time? What do you enjoy doing? What do you have an aptitude for doing? And, and this life coach said, then do it. Right. Money should not, money is a consideration, mm-hmm. but it should not be the first and foremost because, Ron, there's a lot of people that make a lot of money in their jobs and they're perfectly miserable. Well, and, and again, talking about, and a, a lot of our listeners might immediately think this, well, but I've got financial obligations. Going to another biblical principle is if you're indebted to somebody, then that's who you serve. And so if we can get uh, practice good stewardship with our finances and become debt-free, we are no longer bound by the, by the stipulation of how much we make. Yeah, that's good. 
It is biblical to work. If you look at the examples of biblical figures mm-hmm. that worked, you look at Noah. He built an ark. Took him quite a while. Was commanded to build an ark. That's right. Yeah. Took mm-hmm. him a couple hundred years. I don't 120 remember. years. 120 okay. years. Uh-huh. Long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Long time. Solomon built the temple. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah rebuilt the walls now, of Jerusalem. One of Jerusalem. my favorite stories is the story of Nehemiah. Yeah, great, great story, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Jesus, and I want to get to this, Jesus is building a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, he's the cornerstone. In Ephesians two nineteen through 22, it says that we are built together. This is referring to the church. Mm-hmm. Those different members of the body of the church are uh, built together for a dwelling place of God. And Jesus is the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. So he's building a kingdom. He's building a people to serve him. So Jesus is still at work. Uh-huh. And he's the foundation of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would submit that when we build on top of that foundation, we, we have the right foundation and, and things will last. If we don't, in fact, there's another yeah. passage that speaks of that, right? Mm-hmm. If, you build on, if you build on a solid foundation, you build on stone, mm-hmm. when, the, when the storms come, your your house is going to endure, but if you build on sand, yeah. it's like a, uh-huh. a, the the waves that come and water. wash out the foundation, and you're not going to be able to survive. Yeah. Jesus gave the disciples jobs; he sent them out two by two and seventy two two at a time. Um, and he he's given us jobs, and that he's he's called us to go and make disciples. Uh, Paul reminds us and that we are ministers of reconciliation. Jesus said we should greet the stranger, feed the hungry, uh, visit the sick, and those who are in prison. And so there are there are all kind of jobs that have been given to every believer. So sometimes believers say, "Well, brother, Ron, I don't know what to do." Mm-hmm. Well, let's just do the basics: be ministers of reconciliation, make disciples, greet the stranger, and all. And and once you've mastered that. Then God might have another task for you. You know yeah, yeah. That, that's enough to keep you busy, isn't it, Ron? We're, we're about it is. Uh, we're about to take another break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd like us to come back after the break mm-hmm. and to talk further about what it means to co-labor with God. Amen. He's building a kingdom. He mm-hmm. calls people to certain tasks. He, there's jobs in front of us to do. But what uh-huh. does it look like practically? Because we're not all called to be missionaries no, or pastors. No, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But those are definitely callings. But I want us to talk about for the average person listening right now, what mm-hmm. does it look like to co-labor with God? Right. So if you're just tuning in, uh, you're listening to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, Richard Nelson here with the Commonwealth Policy Center. It's clear that America is being torn apart. We're seeing injustice, violence, and destruction of property in some of our big cities. Historical statues of our founding fathers have been vandalized, and some are even pushing to defund the police. This has brought fear and discouragement to many, but now is not the time to pull back or to disengage. That's why we are launching Faith Wins Kentucky. Faith Wins Kentucky is dedicated to educating, activating, and mobilizing Christians to vote biblical values in the November election. We believe that America is a special nation whose institutions are undergirded by biblical values. We're blessed with freedoms and liberties beyond compare. But if we care about our freedoms, then we must be willing to protect them. To learn more about Faith Wins Kentucky and how you can make a difference this election, go to faithwinsky.org. That's faithwinsky.org. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson here with good friend Ron Hicks, and we are talking about work. Working, Ron. Uh, I know you like to work. You, I you, do. 
have a farm. You and your wife have a farm over in Marshall County, mm-hmm, far west Kentucky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was in touch with you the other week, and you're talking about going there to cut the grass. Mm-hmm, cut the grass and, and run a chainsaw all weekend. I, I love doing that. I'm whooped afterwards, but it's good for a man to be sweating and sore and all the rest of that. So when you're doing and by the way, I like doing the same kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I love to get out there and to, to make the grass, you know, cut it and to trim the trees and to cut firewood and that kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, and I don't know if this is how you feel, but I feel invigorated. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing what I'm made mm-hmm, to do. Mm-hmm, I feel like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, here in God's creation, trying to make things beautiful. I'm trying to accomplish something. And there's something to be said about that, mm-hmm. isn't there? I, I, yeah. And I, I, it's as, as you're doing it and, you know, my, my wife and I will get out there and do it together. And, and honestly, and it, and it sounds hokey, as we're mowing and doing it, I'm thinking, my wife and I are tending the land that That's we right. have. That's right. I, I mean, just uh, just all the way down to the bare bones, sort of, we are tending the land that God has blessed us It's with. interesting that you put it that way, because Adam and Eve were told to tend mm-hmm. and to keep the garden, yeah. to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And you're getting back to kind of your the roots right mm-hmm. yeah I so think, say it. get I down to the bare bones there, do it. there yeah. is something about human beings taking care of the land mm-hmm. because this is the first task given to adam and eve mm-hmm. and i i get it that not every is able to do that people are in cities or the big cities where they're in apartments and they might not even see a piece mm-hmm. of actual land mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, i think there's something that's therapeutic about that there's something that uh, is in our DNA. Well, and, and we resonate with. I realize this may it may offend the sensibilities of some of our listeners, but but I, I'm an avid hunter, and I know you are as well. Yeah. And sitting out and waiting for the sun to come up and yeah. hear all of nature wake up, yeah. and then uh, you know I'm thinking right now of deer hunting, and when the deer start to move, you realize okay that's too young, that buck's not big enough. And, and your good stewardship you manage, you realize since deer don't have any natural enemies except for cars, <laughs> you know, if we left them unattended, they would they would die. They That's would right. overpopulate and all. And so we're, we're being good stewards, but we only harvest what it is that we need right. and use as much as we can. Um, and, and in the midst of all that, and you're like, man, I'm providing meat for my family in the midst of creation yes. and all. It is, it is, it's church. Well, and that's a, that's a, that's a part of, it's kind of a work. Well, no, but Mm -hmm. it's part of work when you're, when you're hunting and you're providing, but there's an enjoyment there too, because you're actually participating Mm -hmm. in the creation, Mm -hmm. God's created order. Mm -hmm. And we, by the way, so uh, not to be offensive along the lines Mm -hmm. here, I know that there's probably diversity in our listening audience. But uh, we are at the top of the food chain, mm-hmm. and God does give us dominion over the animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this country, all the other predators, apex predators in most of the country, have been removed. Mm-hmm. That means that we need to manage the deer populations, the elk populations, uh, more intensely. Uh, if we don't, mm-hmm. the, that populations will go haywire mm-hmm. and uh, good I, things don't happen. I love it when I say when I love it, I say that sarcastically. But but when somebody says to me that, you know, that uh, other animals are equal to us, you know, and, and people talk about the intellect of a dolphin and they, they are they're smart for dolphins. Yeah. Have you ever used a tool that a dolphin has made? Yeah. No. You read a book, read yeah. a book that a dolphin or yeah. watched, seen a painting. And, and well, I guess you could 
they could paint, I guess, uh, because there's an elephant that does so, and people pay a ridiculous amount of money for that. You know, my kindergartner can do the same thing. But anyway, uh, I've never used a tool that a monkey invented. I've never. So we are certainly at the top of the food chain, and mm-hmm. we shouldn't make apologies for that. Mm-hmm. God has given mm-hmm. us that that role, yeah. um, and we are defenders, protectors of everything underneath us. Yeah, we are, and uh, we, and we shouldn't apologize oh, for that. Right. We want to now. Here's the other part of the equation that we need to be reminded of: mm-hmm. is that even though we're given dominion over the earth, we're given a task. Uh, we have somebody to which we're accountable to. Absolutely. We have a creator above mm-hmm. us that we give an account for what we do. Mm-hmm. And the same is true in all of our work. Mm-hmm. Whether you're the painter or whether you're the school teacher, the business person, we uh, we're accountable to Him. And mm-hmm. Ron, I want us to talk about. What does it look like practically to co-labor with God in whatever calling we're in? Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I'll start out with this, that at a very basic level, we want to honor God in all of our work, in all of our actions, in all of our deeds. We want to honor him. He is the end that we have in mind. Mm-hmm. And if we, uh, if we dedicate our work to him, if we're trying to do it with excellence, right? We should do everything mm-hmm, with excellence. Mm-hmm. If we want to do something that uh, honors him, it should benefit our neighbors as well. Absolutely. And, uh, and when we get that right, um, we're creating uh, a shalom, if you will, a peace. There's peace. When we do things the right way with the right ends in mind, that being mm-hmm. God, it creates a peace. It creates a flourishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. that's something that um, I think is... Uh, where we start out. And it it sets a great example. I'm going to mention a man's name because the Lord has called him home. Um, I worked with him at the television station years ago when I was doing radio and television. His name was Bob Mays. Mm -hmm. Bob Mays was a voice on a radio station in a city within our listening audience. I won't mention the city, but he was a morning man, had a golden voice. Um, And he did the morning radio show, and he said, I will never advertise. I don't want advertisement for alcohol ever to be on my program. Mm -hmm. Well, times changed, and the radio station said, well, we're going to start advertising alcoholic beverages and liquor stores and stuff, but you won't have to do the voiceover work. And he's he's like, well, oh. Okay, I'm going to compromise that much, but but no more. And then they told him, you're going to have to do voiceover work for the liquor stores. Mm. He had worked there for a long, long time. He said, I will not. I cannot stand up in church and pray and use the same voice to be able to advertise liquor stores that I know have destroyed so many families. And he walked away and a tremendous personal financial sacrifice. Mm. He came to the television station working part-time minimum wage shared his his plight mm. and for a long time was not able to get back into the job that he he loved because he was seen as somebody who was uncooperative and all mm. the rest of that but he realized his job his his voice was given to him by the lord he was called to the lord to serve him and was not going to compromise that's good you know when we honor god in our work and it can be challenging we, we may be told to compromise like this mm-hmm. in the example you just shared but uh, God does ultimately honor it. Ron, we're mm-hmm. running out of time. Oh, I want to close with a, uh, a passage out of Isaiah fifty-eight twelve, mm. And this is in the context of, uh, at a spiritual level, right. of the work that's being, that God is doing. Mm-hmm. And in Isaiah, one of the Old Te- great Old Testament prophets, mm-hmm. uh, he was lamenting, as many of the Old Testament prophets did, about God's people straying from him. And judgment would always come. Mm-hmm. And when judgment came, it came in the form of usually another nation that would come in, ransack mm-hmm. their nation, mm-hmm. destroy the buildings, take them away as captive. Mm-hmm. 
But Isaiah saw a time uh, in the future when things would be made right again. And this is what it says in Isaiah 58, 12. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins Mm -hmm. and will raise up the age-old foundations, Mm -hmm. and they will be called repairers of the breach and restorers of the streets and dwellings. Mm. And there's a picture there of work that needs to be done, good work. Uh, You're going to repair the breach in the wall. You're going to fix the streets and fix the homes that you dwell in. Uh, But there's a spiritual underlying principle there that, look, if we are apart from God, you know, our work is going to not end well. Mm -hmm. But when we are reconnected with our creator, when we have that right object in mind, uh, when we have the right motivation in our hearts, mm-hmm. we can do good things that honor Him. Absolutely, Ron. We're gonna we're out of time. I wish we oh, could wow. talk no further kidding. about yeah. this, but yeah. uh, man, good program. Hey, thank you for having me. I always enjoy it. Right. God bless. <laughs>